0: Are we recording? No, too much! Too much! <laughs> too
1: much! Too much! Hey everyone, welcome to Duck Watch Together. My name is Kylie. And today, we are going to be talking about comedians who acted in things that aren't just a stand-up special.
0: And I'm Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and on today's episode, we talk about the top five performances by stand-up comedians in movies.
1: All right, my number five.
0: <laughs> Great. Uh, you know what? Just count some of that some of that, and there's good banty banter. Like, go with it. Okay. Get the Pokemon stuff. It's all good. Josh. Yeah, all right.
1: I have a TV on here. I hope that's okay, but I also don't care because I want to talk about this person. You have a TV? <clears throat> a TV performance.
0: Oh! I literally thought you were like, my computer's a TV. I don't care about this episode. I'm going to watch TV while you talk.
1: <laughs> Josh, but like... <sighs> That's fine. I looked through their movies and I don't remember them in Shadow of a Vampire. And I don't want to talk about Victoria and Abdul.
0: <laughs> but this is. You an... could talk about. All right,
1: number five is Russell
0: Philomena. <laughs> oh, we have of... a different person. Who do
1: you think I'm talking about there, Joshua?
0: Um, Steve Coogan. Is
1: he in. Victoria, Victoria,
0: Victoria? and Abdul? Who yes. Who is he? He's the dude that's, uh... Oh, wait, no, wait, hang on. Yeah, no.
1: He's not the villain, because the villain is my guy.
0: Uh, I'm mixing it up with a different movie. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Kylie! Is he in Shadow of the Vampire? I I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen that. Maybe that's the film I should revisit. Not Citizen Kane-
0: Hello Harold, it one of the
1: greatest films of all time.
0: Yeah, that's fine. What movie was I thinking of? I don't know, Joshua. I don't know either. I think that you've just really put an egg on your face. I really have. Alright,
1: Josh. Oh I- yes,
0: I must have been thinking about Night at the Museum's Secret of the Tomb. Shoot,
1: I didn't put Robin Williams on here. Yeah. Hmm. Do
0: you want one of mine? I got lots of them. I just got five Robin Williams performances.
1: I guess then I wouldn't have to put... I guess then I wouldn't have to have Billy Crystal.
0: I don't... What's wrong with Billy Crystal? Nothing. Do you have any rules, any provisos, any quid pro quos? I
1: wanted two women.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So I did that. Okay, great.
1: I had two women in mind, Uh huh. although one of them I doubt is known for stand-up comedy.
0: Great, but as long as they've done it, there you go.
1: Alright, that's all that matters. Oh, I
0: also, for mine, it was, they had to... I was okay if I had more than two women, I'm not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I only allowed two on the arc,
1: that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) But I, that is now something that I am trying
0: to do. Mine was, mine was something that they had to they had to have done stand up more than like once as an offshoot okay. like they had to have been a stand up comedian uh, or currently perform as a stand up comedian my
1: other thing is that i don't have any murphy cuz i was i don't have any murphy i refuse to put the haunted mansion on here or donkey from Shrek, uh-huh. or Mulan, as those are the only three films of his that I have seen. Maybe that's my blind spot. <laughs> Maybe
0: that is your blind spot.
1: <laughs> but I understand that Forty Eight Hours is a movie, and I know that Beverly Hills Cop's is a movie, and I know that
0: people liked him in Dreamgirls. Yeah, people did like him in Dreamgirls. I don't really know why.
1: I, but I, as a um, haven't done. A. Murphy was an important part of my childhood, being the voice of Donkey and Mushu. (laughs) Yep. But that is is where he
0: (laughs) lies. Alright, great, fantastic. I also
1: did not put Dane Cook in here, (laughs) because he was the first one that popped to mind. And because he popped to mind for one very important reason, Josh.
0: Which is? When
1: I walked into Roasters and All Star began playing, I thought about the music video, which is mystery, mystery men. men and you know who's the waffler
0: <laughs> Dane Cook my favorite Dane Cook performance period <laughs> end of story um before you jump too far on your list also yes
1: <laughs> sorry
0: no you're good Also, <laughs> it up what's up Josh I was gonna say we do need an inquiry of the half squared Fortnite, which I have one
1: okay what is the worst <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope not not mine but we can go with yours what's yeah. yours uh, I've been
1: taking them a lot.
0: You can take them. It's fine. I appreciate the back and forth.
1: Okay, so I want um, what what's yours?
0: Uh, mine was since If it we,
1: if it's bad I'll fix it. That's fair. Kay.
0: Since we're doing best com- best like performances by a comedian. So what's
1: the worst performance by a comedian?
0: <laughs> I was thinking like what's the best like comedic performance by like a dramatic actor? Like, somebody who you'd normally say is drama, Jason but, like, Statham. went comedy. Jason Statham. Okay. In spy. Or action. Okay, yes. He's a serious man. He is a serious man. No, no. <laughs> no, That's no, Stoolborg. No. That's Stoolborg. That's stool <laughs> <laughs> There's only one serious man and only one single man. That's it. No more.
1: Is... Okay, I'd never say his name right. Correct.
0: There's only one good dinosaur.
1: Is Merlin Merlin? The fit Marvin?
0: <laughs> Albert Brooks? Yeah.
1: Was he a comedian? Yes. Oh, I could have put him for some film that he was in. Yeah. <laughs> was he in a Speely Babes over here? Like... <laughs> I, I think so.
0: I don't remember him being... Oh, no, he's
1: Taxi Driver.
0: He does play... <laughs> Anthony Hopkins' <laughs> wig in Amistad.
1: Sorry, it's Taxi Driver. <laughs> All right,
0: Kelly. Uh, uh Statham and Spy. Why? Why is dramatic? Have video? you stay ever thin? ripped your own arm off and then sewed it back on? <sighs> <sighs> it's a good one. It's solid. Thank you. I'm gonna go out to sea. Live... <laughs> I don't know. We should... It's good. No, it's solid. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm trying
1: to think. I'm trying to think of one where they're not playing on their own type because okay. that's all. He, that's what he's doing is he's making fun, fun of his own character type. Let me think.
0: Um, do you want me to give my answer while you think?
1: Yes, I Adam
0: am. Oh, uh huh, <laughs> no dramatic for his, actor for his drama. Yes, uh-huh. uh huh. I'm gonna go with uh, Ray Fiennes. Uh, Shoot, that's such a good one. <laughs> Uh, which one are you doing? He's got a couple of them, but I'm going to go with Grand Budapest. Uh. <laughs> Cause, do, you want, do you want Rave and Grand Budapest? Because, no. <laughs> like... It... Benicio Del Toro
1: and the Usual Suspects. <laughs> there was a bit of whimsy in that one. <laughs> no, up. DJ! DJ
0: from The Force Awakens. From Are you doing okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really like Ray Fiennes in the Grand Budapest Hotel. I think it's it was such a surprising turn for me that he was just he's still as committed and as wonderful in the role, but to just see him take that and play it for comedy and to play it for just everything that it's worth. I a uh, wonderful turn as Lorenz Lorenz in *Hail Caesar*. Also a great comedic. Uh, Part for him, but I just feel that because Grand Budapest is such an all-encompassing performance, and it's him and Tony Revolori, uh, their chemistry together make that film work. And so, yeah, good old, good old Ray Fiennes in the Grand Budapest Hotel. You can stick with Statham.
1: I don't.
0: Benicio del Toro (laughs) in the Last Jedi. (laughs) Benicio del Toro in Traffic.
1: I don't think that's a comedy. It's not. (laughs) But DJ's
0: weird. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just looked at him and I was like, that's a man without whimsy. (laughs) Daniel Craig in Logan Lucky. Jo Bang. That's a good one. That's a good one, too. That is a good one. Uh
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Josh. I don't like things that are humorous.
0: I'm so sorry. (sighs) I'm gonna get you to like a comedy at some point. I...
1: Do. It's called Little Miss Sunshine!
0: And Dodgeball. That one's probably closer to a comedy than Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine's a comedy, but like, it's gonna make you a little sad at times. I was bummed that I couldn't count Steve Carell because he's, he didn't do stand Up, he was just a comedic actor. Just because I was like, oh, Steve Carell, got some good parts. We oh. definitely would have been talking about Little Miss Sunshine.
1: <sighs> Has Tony Collette ever been funny? yeah sure hereditary hereditary that's a real comedic turn there (laughs) no Josh nothing's humorous Anthony Hopkins in the silence of the lambs that's funny
0: I mean Josh sure I don't know I don't know Ted Levine (laughs) in the silence (laughs) of the lambs
1: I mean that's not funny
0: oh so sorry so sorry too far too far Far, too far too
1: far like, no one! No one is funny! We hate everyone!
0: Um, I know what you don't hate.
1: I don't. I, I, that's a. Great, that is a film that should not
0: work in any <laughs> constructive thought. I really like sitting on this side of the table now because I have easy access to always just pull out Hotel Transylvania and be like, oh, Kylie. Here, here's some joy for you.
1: I can't pull out Manchester by the Sea. It's so pecked in. Is anyone funny in that? Everyone's funny in that. Or maybe I'm just sad.
0: (sighs) You know, Laugh Riot, Michelle Williams?
1: Sam Neill and Hunt for the Wilder People. Ah, there
0: you go. You did it.
1: Is he usually a serious
0: guy. Listen, my context <laughs> of Sam Neill is Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. For a bit. Uh, there's some weird romance movie where he's like some young girl's dad and he's like, Listen, low class boy, you can't date my daughter.
1: This guy's like went from being a comedic to a serious. Yeah, right? absolutely. Can John Cho? John Cho? John Cho? Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this film, so I'm not going to count it. But like, he's someone that made
0: the switch. Can I tell you my Bradley sp- Cooper? Oh, Bradley Coops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Wet Hot American Summer. Uh huh. Yeah. The Hangover. You're right. He's known
1: for comedy. Wedding Crashers.
0: You're right. Josh, He's known for comedy. <laughs> and drama. He's 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 versatile. Rachel McAdams. <laughs> uh-huh. Game You're night. Just naming them out. Yep. Uh, mean Girls. Shoot, <laughs> and- gosh. <laughs>
1: Has <laughs> Natalie Portman ever been funny?
0: <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh! Here's what you need to do. You can't do it on mic, but you need to Google and listen to the Lonely Island Natalie's rap. Natalie Portman raps. It's the best. It's amazing. That can be Here we your go. I know I have okay. it. I
1: finally have it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, love. <laughs> You and McGregor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. not a comedy, right? We no. all agree. Okay, <laughs> it's a tragedy. Trains Okay, so
0: you and McGregor. Are you gonna go with in Train No. Oh, okay.
1: In I Love You, Philip Morris. Is that a comedy? Uh-huh. Okay. Nice. My favorite Jim Carrey performance.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that did not make this list, as I don't know if it's his best. I mean, it, could, it doesn't have to be his best. It's yours. It's your opinion. Put him on there. Josh, I went a different route with Jim Carrey. Okay,
1: I also have James Carrey on my list, too. Uh-huh. No worries. For Dr. Robotnik.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, can I tell you my small... Sorry, he's not
1: Robotnik. Sorry. Sorry. He's Eggman.
0: Can I can I tell you my small celebration for Queen Johnny? Um, Kumail does not make my list, though. I probably should have, would have, could have, but I didn't because I feel like I talk about Kumail a lot. My small celebration for Kumail is this. He has a bit early in his career where he's walking down the street and he gets called called Kalpen. Because he's, like, the most famous... um, a Pakistani actor at the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, he's like, I just want to be so famous that at some point somebody calls somebody else Kumail Nanjiani or that I'm walking down the street and somebody calls me Kumail Nanjiani and I can be like, yes, I am Kumail Nanjiani. Thank you very much. I think he's done it. I think he's got to that point in that bit. I'm just really proud of him. Like, Kumail, I, I like, I, I, I like him. I've seen him a lot do his stand-up live. I've watched him on, like, podcast tapings. I just, I'm a Cool Mail fan. I'm like, good job, buddy. You just seem like a good dude. That's my Cool Mail celebration.
1: Yeah, I've only seen three of his films. If I, do, if I discount Lego Ninjago. Uh-huh.
0: Which he, he does is... have the best joke of that movie, Sure.
1: Yes. I've seen three films that he is more featured in. Uh-huh. Um, I like one of them. That's okay. And find him grading in the other. Now, I don't blame him!
0: Oh, yeah. There's good old Mike and Dave. Oh,
1: I didn't count that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had Men in Black, International. Oh, okay. Big Sick. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Uh-huh. Stuber,
0: sorry. St- 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 stupid pit? Yeah. I mean... It's hard to be a modern-day comedy star. I agree. Yeah. Because comedies don't exist anymore. I don't necessarily judge a stand-up's acting performances necessarily as they're, like, things that they're great at, always. If you
1: ever see me
0: critique him, it's
1: always I don't necessarily blame him, but...
0: And that's fair. I think that is fair. Maybe something that he can do better at is... Picking better projects.
1: Uh, I mean, listen, listen. He's he's no Scarlett Johansson. Yep, no Scarlett. can be anyone? Yeah. He did get his own movie made though. Yes. Which, when he wrote it, uh huh, and was a big part of it, uh huh. He is not grading. Yeah. It's so when other people handle him that he's a little grading. True story. And I more blame
0: those people. Fair. I mean, fair them. Enough. Not those people. All right, friends. If you want to answer the inquiry of the half Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> those people you're referring to are white people. It's fine. That's not
1: true. What? F. Gary Gray's not white. Oh, fair. What did he do for F. Gary Gray? It played Black Nation... Men in Black International! I
0: did not realize that was F. Gary Gray. I'm pretty sure that's F. Gary it Gray. It is F. Gary Gray. You are correct. Um, But I... Because, like, I didn't put those things together. Anyway, sorry. What else? If you want to join this conversation, no, that's the That's the outro. You <laughs> if you want to answer, Quack, quack, quack. Get out of here, away! Hey, if you want to answer the inquiry of half squared Fortnite, even talk about you and McGregor. Oh, sorry, go for it. It's funny. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> if you want to answer the inquiry of half squared Fortnite, you can do so on Friend at Squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. If it's a five star review or any star review, we will read it out here on the podcast. Hit subscribe. That helps us get new listeners. Ha ha ha! <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook at Friend and Friend Podcasts. And now, on with the show.
1: Let's get started. Josh,
0: do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? What
1: did you have any rules?
0: I have already said them.
1: Okay. I wasn't paying attention. We've
0: done the we've done everything except for less at this point.
1: Okay, number five. Uh-huh. Is my TV. I'm just gonna get it out of the way, so All right. we're done. There you go. Eddie Izzard.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. I like Eddie Izzard a lot. Eddie
1: Izzard's great. Yeah. Eddie Izzard, if you ever like need to know about Eddie Izzard, search Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard is funny and good. Not in a ton of movies with substantial roles, but here we go. We're going to TV, everyone. That's right. Everyone, turn your attention to Hannibal, where he was in it. He is in six episodes.
0: What are we doing? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> All right, okay, here we are. <laughs> Where he is, Doctor Abel Gideon. Are they six together, or are they like six over the course of the
1: series? Over the course of the series. Great, He's a recurring guest star. Where he is, I don't remember the name they give him, but they think that he is the person responsible for Hannibal's ramp. Hann- Hannibal? <laughs>
0: Hannibal comes home.
1: He is responsible for Hannibal's murders,
0: but he is not. And then, well, your voice is—your uh your voice is not selling this. You gotta come at this from a new angle. Tra- take two. Here we go. You got this.
1: All right, everyone. Let's turn our attention to Hannibal, Ooh. <laughs> where we can look at. Eddie Izzard, who plays Dr. Abel Gideon in exactly six episodes.
0: Oh, this is new information.
1: But the lasting impact of this character, because yes. of Eddie Izzard's performance, when you are up against Mads Mikkelsen, the most charming and terrifying man in the world.
0: Charming and terrifying. Yeah.
1: He seduces you with his eyes.
0: And then he gnaws
1: on your flesh. With his teeth. nom 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 nom. However, Dr. Abel Gideon, if you don't know who that is, don't rewatch it,
0: everyone! Okay, great.
1: Uh, is also this pretty terrifying force. There are often times where he is stuck talking to. I think the character's name is Eddie as well! And he's. Giving interviews and you're like, oh, this man is also terrifying and being in the show where you got Mr. Terrifying Mr. terrifying, And you stand out and I recognize you. That is pretty impressive for this film or for this show Having only been in six episodes over the course of three seasons. He's also a very important character With that lasting impact and they keep bringing him back and to the point where Spoilers when his character is no longer there. You're kind of like I miss Gideon yeah. These are fun times. He call he it's fun to have him to have a foil for Hannibal and a foil in a way where the two people understand each other in quotations and have some form of I don't know, like respect in the most grossest terms. But it's interesting to watch those two interact because Hannibal he only Gosh, I've called him Annabelle twice. He's Annabelle all, creation? He's only got Will Graham to talk to, and Will Graham is a sad puddle. And who's Will Graham? Hmm, Josh.
0: Okay. I need you to help me out. Okay, all
1: right. He, Hugh Darcy. There we go. Dancy? Oh, okay. Dancy Darcy? Who, Dancy? The guy who's in Late Night. Dancy.
0: Who, okay. Yeah.
1: He's also in Ella Enchanted.
0: Yes, Dancy. That's all he's in. Man, he's having a resurgence. He was in a television (laughs) show a few years ago, and another television show. What's his other television show?
1: The Path. He plays a cult leader.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Typecasting. (laughs) Uh,
1: But Eddie is I don't know, important person in our lives.
0: I wanted to find a way to get Eddie Izzard onto my list, and I'm and glad it that you did. it is very hard. It's, his film <laughs> roles are not Memorable. spectacular. Memorable. The one that sticks out the most to me is him in Mystery Men, um, and Ooh. he plays, um, Greg Kinnear. No, not Greg Kinnear. Um, <laughs> he plays Greg Kinnear? He plays Greg Kinnear. Uh, Jeffrey Rush's, like, head henchman. Like, he's, like, the leader of the disco mob. And he's hilarious! Like, spot-on good! But, like, that's not the. That's not a great performance. Like, it's just him being awesome. So, yeah. It was difficult to find a good Eddie Izzard, like, role. So I'm like, glad that we just found a way to feature him. Nice job. There we go. The
1: role that he's probably had the most to do in is honestly Victoria and Abdul. Abu, Abdul? Uh-huh. Abdul? I don't remember the name. I'm so sorry.
0: Victoria and Abdul. You referenced it earlier this episode. I
1: know, but, like, I'm sorry, everyone. It's okay. That... That movie's boring, and someone peed in the theater when I watched it.
0: Yeah, that was that was, that was an adventure for you.
1: Someone sat right next to me
0: in a mostly empty theater. Yeah, the Annabelle creation seating was getting frustrating. <laughs> Annabelle comes home. Uh, it was frustrating. Like we were like, "Yeah, great, we got a spot," and then like it just slowly started filling up. Like there was there were so many people in that theater. Yeah. Because Annabelle. Annabelle draws you in. She, uh, she does. True story. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number five is... So I considered a couple of these performances of stand-up comedians... <laughs> Wait. Yeah. I
1: just wanna I just want to applaud horror of 2019 for a second Great, yeah for really getting on Josh's side. yeah we've had many of films this year that Josh hasn't hated. yeah now, there's probably he didn't see all of them. He didn't see the ones he knew he was gonna hate. Yeah. but you know what he gave them a shot and
0: yeah. we mostly delivered. yeah we did it, you guys. Good job. Good job horror you're 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 trying for characters and uh, stories and plots. And uh not just jump scares. You might just you. get rookie of the year, horror. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> burr, burr. No, I feel like this is like comeback player. This is like comeback. Like here we go, come on. Rooks go. and scream like <laughs> it's never come back. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um you know, just the Vivich had a real good week. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> Just keeping the metaphor going. Uh, my number five is the spot that I held open for stand-ups playing stand-ups. Uh, this happens a lot. It seems to be a way that, especially recently, where where Male comedians can find their way into a role by playing someone that's similar to themselves. And so... Um, It it happens a lot over the course of of kind of movies and and since stand-up comedians have been entering in as a way you can get into movies. um, Some of the ones that I left off on my honorable mentions are Kumail Nanjiani again and The Big Sleep because I feel like I've talked about Kumail and The Big Sleep so I just want to leave it off here. The what? Um, The Big Sick. Sorry, The Big Sick. Um, The Big Sleep is a a Humphrey Bogart movie. Um, Sorry. I always confuse it with The Big Chill. Oh, there you go. The Big Everything.
1: Yeah, my mom Uh Mom, she owns that soundtrack twice. She has two different copies of that soundtrack. It is. And that is my connection to the Big Chill.
0: It is a well-loved film. Like, or film soundtrack, the Big Sick is. Like, lots of people are like, yeah, this one. I was like, cool, it's music. It's not bad. I agree with you. Anyway, uh, I also consider Jenny Slate in Obvious Child for this spot as well um, because I think that she, I, I really like Obvious Child and just enjoy trying to like reference that movie whenever I can because I think it's a, a lesser seen film. I think it's streaming on Amazon um, because I think it's a prime movie actually. But uh, it's her in dealing with like this relationship but also in dealing like with like what happens when you actually have to get an abortion and it's like a real kind of look at like how these two people could still have a relationship beyond that and as well as like it's just it's a really good movie and it it, it finds the humor in that situation also which I I really appreciate its honesty but the one that I went with my number five um, that's probably the most personal pick on my list Um, and that's Mike Birbiglia in Sleepwalk With Me um, Sleepwalk With Me is starts out as Mike Probiglia's one man show. And he it's about his t- coming to terms with who he is in order of, through A, a sleeping disorder that he has, and B, his long-term relationship. And so the album itself comes out and is like, I listen to it a lot. It's a really huge influence on me. Perbiglia is somebody who, even before this album, uh, before this one man show, is somebody who I watched and liked and just kind of feels like one of like my dudes, my guys. And I'm like, this, this is one of my peeps. I like my Perbiglia. I know how to pronounce his name, so we're on board with each other. Um, and then this film comes out, and he is just playing a version of himself, and that is something that is harder than I think it looks to do because. To act and emote as something you've been through, something you've already gone through in your life, I think takes, still have that skill of finding those emotions, finding those beats, finding what you were going through, and then playing them honestly and not like being, he's not showy, he's not over the top, he's just living in the moment, and I think it's a really true kind of honest performance, and again, Sleepwalk With Me is just a little uh, film that I just wanted to shout out, and it's a good movie, Emperor Biglia is the lead center performance of that movie, so there it is. My probiglia in sleepwalk with me.
1: Okay, my number four is Jim Carrey, but in a dual role. I have two films on oh, here. Oh, okay, all right. Because I I couldn't pick, so here we go. I'm just gonna we're just gonna talk about why they are. They are siblings. They're okay. the yin and the yang. Actually, it's probably not. Okay. At all, in any sense. No, it's go for it. Yeah, it's probably not actually a capture of his range. I think it
0: is. I think this is this is the you don't one know extreme the d- to the other. <laughs>
1: it's not because I don't have the other extreme.
0: I- I'm with you. I you have it. You. Oh, okay. you have to have it. I, oh, oh, I have to. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I
1: don't know. I have the Truman Show and Liar Liar. Okay. Okay. Here's here why. Yeah. Here's why. So when you think about. Jim Carrey. Okay. You think about him being a nightmare. Okay, and one of the re- one of the things is I almost went with Andy Kaufman, but I think he should, I think he's good as Andy Kaufman. I do too. I do too.
0: Great. You agree with me who's agreeing with you. Great. I'm a little manic right now because I don't know how to put my feelings together. Remember when you said you didn't have passion in, like, this whole recording session? You've been super passionate? So, Jim
1: Carrey, yes, Andy Kaufman is good. However, he's doing an Andy Kaufman impersonation and he was a nightmare on that film and probably a nightmare in these two films, too. But, like, kind of a fun nightmare. (laughs) Okay. I wonder how he was on Sonic. Um... (laughs) The Truman Show and Liar Liar. Now when you think about Jim Carrey, you think about this manic energy that just can't be contained. And so what's the best example of that? Maybe the mask. Haven't seen the mask. So I picked up Liar Liar because Liar Liar is the one that I have seen Uh huh. that's not Ace Ventura. Okay. And so have you seen Ace Ventura? Yes. Okay.
0: Cool. I was just curious.
1: But Liar Liar is one of the ones where it's kind of like, oh, he's kind of a little bit buttoned up and but then he explodes, blah, blah, blah. The Truman Show is a sibling to it because it also kind of has that mania to it but it's almost like someone told him to pull it back a little bit not to say that in liar liar he ever goes too far but it's like the yin and the yang where the manic energy is there and one is to an extreme and the other one is
0: not Mm -hmm. i agree with you i like the choice of liar liar to represent his comedy because while i think the mask is smoking smoking is really i mean i haven't seen it in a long time so this is going off of do you need memories, to revisit probably at some point but not like need is a strong word um <laughs> it is i think it's a movie that represents his energy well i ace ventura it's a very problematic movie but i remember enjoying that a lot as a kid but with liar liar and, and I think you include Dumb and Dumber in this category too. Oh, another um, film I
1: haven't seen.
0: Josh, you're do we're doing great. <laughs> but with Liar Liar, I think what you get is it's a more grounded version of his manic crazy, and that's because his character does have to start one way, and then it kind of builds to the manic crazy before it can come down from it. And so it's this it, both this and the Truman Show. He kind of builds to a breaking point in in lots of different ways, and so I agree with you that for what his original persona and what I think most people still remember him as and being, the Truman Show and Liar Liar are very good yin's and yangs of each other.
1: Thank you. I am great.
0: We are not done with Jim Carrey yet. He appears later on my list, but we'll get back to him in a film. In a film. Yeah. No. Yeah. These are just movies. Maybe
1: yeah. maybe they're films. No, yeah, they, they could be they could be films. Zach's had the Truman show on his top 10? Yeah. I don't know if the Truman show is on my top 100. I am almost certain it's not. I like the Truman show. I like the Truman show also. I've seen it a lot in English classes.
0: Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, great. There was
1: always an assignment
0: attached to it, but I don't remember what the assignment was. It's not like it's that intellectual of a film. It's not even the most intellectual Peter Weir film. We're teenagers. Baby steps. Dead poet society. Yeah, you watched
1: that in ninth grade, though. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I watched that in an English class, too. Why don't we
0: teach books in English class anymore, everybody?
1: I think that they showed it to us so that we could think, like, our English
0: teachers are cool. Yeah, they just wanted you to be like, <laughs> stand on your desk. Stand on your desk. Do it. Go for it. Believe for in it. me.
1: <laughs> stand up for me.
0: Do it. All right, my number four... Is I also thought that it was important that I wanted to get a female performer on this list as well. Um, and so, and I also wanted to represent, um, these happen to represent two things with this because I also wanted to represent animation. Because I feel that a lot of stand ups get a lot of breakthrough in animation and they have some of their better performances in there. I've got some of my honorable mentions for this category, it um, would include. Um, Pat Oswald in Ratatouille, um, w- and then would also include like a Billy Crystal in Monsters Inc. Um, and just other Billy things. Billy
1: Crystal and analyze that, this, and I analyze this.
0: That's not an animated movie. Oh, he no. might give an animated <sighs> performance, but you know. Uh, but the one that I went with is Amy Poehler in Inside Out. And Amy Poehler.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have an animated film on here but I think I went for the exact same coin
0: as you, but just a different person. Oh, interesting. Any uh, polar and inside Should out. I make
1: it my number four?
0: Your, your number three? Yeah. <laughs> You've already done your number four. It's originally that, my number one. That coffee is kicking <laughs> in real strong. I know, it was it's, like halfway full, and now it's almost gone. Yeah, like, Kylie's gonna go run a marathon after this. She's gonna, like, Pokemon go it all night long. Um... You know, leave number one. Whatever. Um, Amy Poehler in Inside Out, I think, is... the Amy Poehler is the heart and soul of Inside Out. Uh, she is the character that, while there's a lot of lessons learned in that movie, it is her arc and her journey that helps carry us through it. And to be able to show such this range of, no pun intended, emotion, um within just using your voice is such an amazing skill set she creates this character who is originally fun and bubbly and only sees the world through one way and one lens and that's the way that the world needs to be and through her performance we start to see this character find that like within joy there is different layers and levels to that and it's one thing is only Good if it's countered by another thing. So one emotion is only good if it's countered by another emotion. And the the journey that she takes with sadness with Phyllis Smith, I think that who also gives an equally wonderful performance in the movie. Um, together they create this beautiful arc and journey. But it's the that to me what I always come back to with Inside Out is her performance and her voice and the way that she just carries that whole piece. And so yeah, Amy Poehler as Joy in Inside Out.
1: Number three, Lily Tomlin as Grandma. Uh, and Grandma. This is one of my honorable mentions. She's great. She's wonderful. Okay, well Josh, what's your number three? Wait, you gotta, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta give some some more things there. Why?
0: (laughs) You went all off on like Jim Carrey, but this one you're just like, Lily Tomlin exists and is better than Carrey. Bye.
1: She is. Joshua,
0: She's there. (laughs) Great. Shows up. Is in a movie.
1: Uh, Grandma is one of those feminist films that comes out that is uh, very much under the radar and nobody sees it but us. Yeah! Yeah! Um, However, Lily Tomlin's performance in it as this grandma who's just trying to do best for her granddaughter is very heartfelt. With perfect comedic timing when it needs to be, with very sincere heart when it needs to be, with a sense of seriousness... But also with a sense of joy and happiness all mixed into it. Lily Tomlin gives a very great performance as a loving and caring grandmother, and is very tender with specific moments to her with her granddaughter. But is also very much like, well, you've made it like you're kind of dumb, but it's okay. We're gonna fix it together. Um, But then also like when she needs to be, she's a mountain lion to protect her granddaughter. And so like in both cases, um, she plays this character who is not particularly has her life together, but however, but when you're watching her, you're just, like, rooting for this person. You're just like, yeah, mama, mama bobcat,
0: protect your cub. Yeah, I love Tomlin in this role, and this is something that Tomlin brings to a lot of her roles, is that it is, for a stand-up comedian, or for an actor in general, she's very good at grounding a character in an honest in an honest place. Whether that character be a little bit over the top or not, or whether that character be in a weird situation, or like in Grandma, a very real grounded situation, she allows all of her characters to always seem like they just have this solid foundation in who they are they're confident in what their place is in the world and they're going to move through it in that in that sense and you don't question that because Tomlin is just so strong in her choices and her layers and her levels and her conviction it's just it's she is a wonderful performer to watch um, and Grandma is a, is, is a very recent, excellent example of it, um, of her and her performance. I also had her performance in Nashville on here. I think all those things are true about that film, too. And
1: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And
0: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, of course. And uh, her television, if we're counting TV, she's great on the Fritz. West Wing.
1: I'm going to give it to Sally Field. Okay. But that's not a, a spite on Marissa Tomei. That's okay. a spite on Marvel for never doing anything with Aunt May. I don't think that Field got anything to do either. Oh, there's some moments where she
0: yells at Peter and you're like, yeah! (laughs) But in a loving concern. I will say that for, I agree with you that Tomei has nothing to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: However, with having nothing to do, she creates a more memorable relationship to her Peter Parker than Field does to Andrew You're right, she touches
1: Andrew's shoulder in Endgame. Oh, spoilers. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil the end game.
0: Yeah, you've only seen it four times, Kylie. Three. Three? Mm-hmm. Did you went? Oh, okay. In my brain, you saw it twice. No, we've never. Previous. S- no,
1: you didn't want to go see it with me.
0: What do you mean I didn't want to go see it with you? You went go see it with I've four d- people. When? When was I not gonna go see it with you?
1: I don't know, Josh. You went with two other people, and then I said, "Let's go see it again." When we we'll recorded the episode, and you're like. No, I need no break. It's a three hour movie. I've already seen it twice.
0: Fair. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Who did I go with to that movie?
1: Anne. Oh,
0: okay. I don't know who you went the second time I with. I think I went alone.
1: Okay, Josh, what's your number
0: three? <laughs> um my number three is okay, so Three people kind of instantly came to my brain about this. And my number three is one of the first ones that are there. I think one of the first actors that I, like, recognized in my brain that was a stand-up comedian and then is acting now is Steve Martin. And so I couldn't... I really wanted to find a role, a way to get Steve Martin onto this list because he is an actor who I really liked growing up. Like, I watched a lot of Steve Martin movies and I was, like, on board with him. And the one for me that I think, though not, maybe not his best performance, period, end of story. Um, But the one that for me represents his best film work is The Jerk. Um, And I know that there is a David Mamet film called The Spanish Prisoner, which I have not seen all of. But I can say he's totally great in that movie. Um, It just I wanted to represent what I think Martin represents to a lot of society. And so I went with The Jerk. And The Jerk for me is this encapsulation of what makes Martin this really kind of audacious absurdist comedian and it starts out with him um, and his character is the title jerk and he's a jerk out of ignorance and he just doesn't learn or know and he doesn't engage in the world in the way that the rest of us engages with the world and that allows us to see things differently and see them through a skewed point of view, which is where the humor and comedy comes from, and I think that really represents a lot of the absurdist comedy and some of the more out-there stuff that Martin does and what he represents. Now, he's got a lot of very basic ground stuff. He's a guy with a banjo and plays songs, and it's all kinds of silly also, but silly is... Is a part of the Martin package, but it's not the entire package. And as he's grown up, he's he's just come to be kind of like I don't know. He was kind of like just America's goofy dad, you know. We're like, yeah, goofy dad, father of the bride, woo, good time. everybody. The the Doesn't. Um. Yes. When you were really
1: sad, when I thought that was a stupid film.
0: <laughs> Wait,
1: what? You've defended that film on this podcast. Oh, Joshua. it's fine.
0: It's yes, it's not terrible. It's a
1: terrible film. <laughs>
0: Is it worse than Cheaper Brother Dozen Two?
1: You think I went back?
0: I mean, I did. Mm. Not worth it. Mm. Eugene Levy didn't didn't add more to the, to the franchise. When
1: does he ever? I mean, there are times.
0: Uh the Christopher Guest films, Eugene Levy is great. Mm. Oh. Oh. Maybe there's some shade being thrown on Eugene over I'm here. I'm not saying anything. And you're just like, you're like, you're thinking about the <laughs> eyebrows, and you're very sad about them. <laughs> hmm. Indeed. But Martin, but Steve Martin. Yeah, I like The Jerk. I think if you're not familiar with who Steve Martin is, The Jerk is a really good way to in, be introduced into a style of comedy, what he does, and who he is. Yeah, The Jerk. It's one of my favorites. One my... of my favorite movies. At one point, was in my top 100. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. I don't think it is. But, at one point, it was. Can you remember is Robin Williams? Yeah. Good old Robbie. Cool, yeah. Just period, end of story? Yeah. Um, I kind of also, like, uh, a wee, uh spoilers, we're gonna get to Rob Williams later on my list, too. Uh, I also can just wanna be like, him, period, end of story. He should
1: probably be my number one. He's probably the correct answer. It's
0: not the, there's no correct answer. It's There
1: is. It's an opinion. <laughs> yeah, and his is probably the best. Listen. His
0: entire, f- his, some of his filmography. You could do your one now, and we could just flip flop it if you really want. Oh, it's
1: society's good. I'm sure Goodwill Hunting's good.
0: Uh-huh. Listen, this is what I was excited about. Is because I wanted, <laughs> I knew that Robin Williams would, had a possibility of being on your list, uh-huh. but it wasn't gonna be number one. So I was like, I'm gonna let the film. I'm gonna let Kylie pick a film and talk about it. And then I'm gonna just pick another one. That way we can. It'll be fine. Oh, you know, what else has he done? What are some comedies that he done? Um, comedies that he's done.
1: Cause I want to tell you what I know him for.
0: Okay, go for it. Aladdin. Uh huh. Dead
1: Poets Society. Uh huh. He's in Goodwill Hunting. Yep.
0: Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji. Of course, Jumanji. I
1: don't need that hook.
0: Don't need that. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry. No, no shade on him. Uh-huh. But they're not going to make my list. I mean, listen, I don't... He's not the problem
0: with them. There are, there are like... World's Greatest Dad. There are more, but I don't necessarily like... Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is not making my list, but that's a decent movie that he's in. That's a terrifying horror film. <laughs> it is a terrifying horror oh, film.
1: Oh, I'm going to talk about
0: One Hour photo. <laughs> oh, okay, great. That's, that was never going to make my list. So great, go for it.
1: No, it's not my number one. <laughs> no. My number one is Dead Poets Society. Because go. we got to show why English teachers are cool. And, you know, John Keating's over there. And he's this heartfelt performance. And he cares about the children and wants them to think for themselves. And you really believe that he wants them to think for themselves. There's Ethan Hawke with a baby face. And he doesn't slap him like he should have.
0: Jeez. You don't hear the argument much for corporal <laughs> punishment, but Kylie's here for it, apparently.
1: No, it's just Todd Anderson.
0: Justin even Hawk.
1: Um, I feel like this is just a film where he, he brings in a lot of- he, he grounds himself in this person who- probably to the eyes of the to the eyes of these students is a manic person because at this boarding school that they're at they're not allowed to see anything that's outside of the box. Right. And he comes in as that force and while he's not as manic or as animated as we w- know him for, he is giving a very strong performance as being a very palpable energy
0: within this very grounded Serious film. It's one of the things that I like about this movie is that there are a lot there are there are definitely like a handful of Robert Williams performances, and I would even dare to say that like half or a good like we talked about a little bit with Jim Carrey that like there's kind of two sides of him. And I think Williams has those two sides as well, that he's not as, to use that word again, manic or crazy or improv. He's more
1: I'm so sorry. I missed so many of his films that I like. Sorry, let me just go through them real quick. I mean, I'm going to name some of them soon. Insomnia. Uh-huh. The Birdcage. Uh-huh. One Hour Photo. Uh-huh. I think I'm done now. Oh, okay. you oh, go One Hour
0: Photo before. August
1: Rush. I forget he's in that movie. August Rush? Yeah. He teaches them how to be street urchins, Josh. <laughs> sorry, that was a lot more aggressive than it's I okay. meant it to be. okay, yeah. Flubber.
0: Yeah. You haven't mentioned Patch Adams
1: yet? Haven't seen it.
0: Mm, That's probably fair.
1: Didn't see Bicentennial Men or What Dreams May Come or, hey, RV or Jack or Popeye.
0: All right. My number two is uh, my Jim Carrey performance and it is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So you talked about his two kind of sides of his manic performances, and there's a later portion of his career that's not that much later—the Oscar um, portion—the Oscar portion, I want an Oscar, where he tries so very hard to take all of the things that make Jim Carrey Jim Carrey and throw them away. And just be this serious, dramatic actor. And in the way of Robin Williams, and in the way of uh, in other actors who have taken and turned that and gone towards drama as well, he's trying to follow this path. And, well, I'm not saying he's the most successful person at it, but the best attempt for him, and for me and my favorite role of his, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Because with Eternal Sunshine, what you get is a character who has such a clear motivation and drive and purpose and is so far from what you want to imagine Jim Carrey to be and yet he has those moments where it's clear that he's having a good time he's clear that he's connecting with this person and it's clear that he's able to use his comedic skill in a new way and that's what I really like about it it's if there was more directors um and writers and just people who are willing to use him in this way where it's not trying to take everything that you know Jim Carrey to be and toss it away, but instead lean into that energy and turn it down but also understand that it is who he is and that if you just give it a dramatic soul and a dramatic purpose, it's going to play beautifully. Eternal sunshine is this movie that kind of wanders in and out of logic and wanders in and out of continuity and time and plays with your memory and plays with your thoughts all to tell this beautiful story between Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet and what happens when a relationship fails and how we deal with that process of a breakup or a relationship and I just love the way that they take what you think Jim Carrey is and should be and says it's is close but it's not there and he himself manages to really ground himself in this beautiful moving performance that happens in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind
1: I would be, I'd, I'd be willing to say that like Well, maybe that's the film I need to revisit.
0: We got the top three. I will say that I... Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: We did not bring up the Grinch. Uh,
0: yeah, I was thinking about the top three. <laughs> I will say that I needed to do a revisit of Eternal Sunshine, and I did it earlier this year. Cause you
1: were worried.
0: I was worried. I was worried that it wasn't gonna still be high on my list. And while, cause you listen
1: to the internet, I and did. the
0: internet says it's not very good. Some parts of the internet, other parts of the internet still hold it up as like a really good movie, and I'm still on the it's a really good movie bandwagon. I think it's solid. Yeah.
1: Uh, Josh, any honorable mentions? Oh, yeah.
0: What haven't I honorable mentioned yet? I don't
1: know. Um, My
0: number one? I've got uh, Billy Crystal, When Harry Met Sally. I've got Chris Tucker and Silver Lang's Playbook, Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love, Jack uh, Jack Black and Bernie, Bob Hope and The Road to Morocco, uh, and mine that I ruled out, I forgot to mention this earlier, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and The Color Purple, and I only ruled out that because we, ta- we have a whole Spielberg episode, and we talked pretty, pretty about her performance, but her performance excellent in the color purple
1: okay my number one uh-huh I don't know. my number one is Ellen DeGeneres and Finding Nemo nice yeah thanks It's good good call she's in it she's in it I don't know why she's not your honorable mentions I thought you loved that film
0: I do love that film Thought you
1: liked her performance you
0: know what I forgot Ellen DeGeneres was like
1: stand-up comedian? a stand-up
0: comedian yeah it's me. That's my. That's on me. That that's on me.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this again, and I want you to have a better reaction uh, okay, to okay. forgetting American Treasure Ellen
0: Degeneres. I didn't forget her existence. No, I forgot no. she was stand up. Shh. Shh.
1: We're gonna try this again. Okay. Okay. So my number one is. It's not a very well known film. Okay. Uh huh. Finding Nemo. <laughs>
0: I think it's pronounced Nemo.
1: Nemo. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. With uh, Ellen DeGeneres as Dory. Ugh,
0: really? Wow. That's your number one? <laughs> out of all of the picks. Ugh, I cannot believe you. Was that, was that the response you wanted? Was that what you were looking for? Should we try take three? Here we go. Take three. Do it again. One more time. We're going to get it right this time. Kylie. Kylie, are you there? Puler. Puler.
1: Josh, what's your number one?
0: No, you have to talk about yours. Do I? <laughs> you gotta. Come on, take three. We're gonna get it right this time. Kay. Go for it. Alright,
1: my number one is an animated movie. Okay. Which you haven't mentioned at all. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. At all. Uh, and that's a little film by the name of uh, Finding Nemo. This is the right answer! <laughs> Woo! All right, well, so my options are subtle. (laughs) subtle uncaredness, (laughs) jerk face, or condescending.
0: I guess you win. Listen, I'm gonna tell you my <laughs> first response was genuine. I was like, oh man, I forgot she was a stand-up. Like, you know what I That forgot? was my genuine... I forgot she was a stand-up. That was, that's not <laughs> <matter> your interpretation, <laughs> but that was not my intent. My, intent,
1: play the play my the... intent
0: was genuine. Like, oh man, I forgot. Like, that's what I needed. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, this is a good answer. It's solid. I spaced. Yeah.
1: It's the first one that came to mind.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: Finding Nemo is what saves her career. Yeah. <laughs> so it's what brings her back, and it's what... Is it? Yes.
0: Did the Ellen show happen after that? The Ellen show, like the talk show? The or talk the... show.
1: Yes. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Because we were not okay with Ellen.
0: We were wrong.
1: And then she becomes a fish.
0: Yeah. And then we're all
1: okay with Ellen. And
0: now she runs the internet.
1: <laughs> Who run the world? Ellen! <laughs> <laughs> um Ellen DeGeneres in this film while we we look at her and she's very much this very high energy fish which is a great contrast to Albert Brooks's character throughout it. Uh she's not just that joke machine that we expect her to be but she's a very very you sense a lot of sadness and loneliness behind that character and how she puts forefront this very happy energy about her but then in the real background there's like this very sense for wanting to belong with someone and with the memory thing and how the memory thing her relationship is built with Marlon based on how well she can remember things when she's around and when he ditches her because he's sad and you're just like oh no but Dory you just get so sad because she's like, yeah. I can no longer remember because you're leaving, and you're the only thing in my life that's like makes any sense. And you're just like, oh, and like she has that optimism without ever going too far and being too annoying. And you know, just keep swimming. We were all saying, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do you do? To
0: and I like that she's able to take this character that I think, for the most part, could be rather annoying, mm-hmm. especially with the like lack of a memory, and doesn't make it annoying. She's, she she's, changes every time. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's true. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. This is this is a great answer. Like Thank I, you. I like Ellen a lot in yeah. this role. Yeah, she's great so a great stand-up comedian. She yeah, is too. Okay. You're not wrong.
1: Thank you. Or maybe you just forgot her performance.
0: I did not forget her performance. I legit forgot she was a stand-up. <laughs> also, internet, bad job on you, because through any of my research, as in, like, best performances by stand-up comedians, Ellen's name was never mentioned. This is literally, like, the only one that came up, like, <laughs> yeah. instantly. I was like, Ellen DeGeneres, number one. Forgot Robin Williams was a stand-up comedian. See, okay, so we both kind of have our things here, Okay. <laughs> Although you saved it enough to get it on your list. So, Robin's on your list. Yeah,
1: goodbye,
0: Billy Crystal. Goodbye, Norma Jean. Sorry, what Billy Crystal role were you going to talk about?
1: Oh, probably Analyze This. I could talk about when he's (laughs) a (laughs) fire.
0: He's a good fire.
1: It's very distracting in that film, but maybe that's what you need.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't really know.
1: Mike Wazowski, I like Mike Wazowski, but everyone's always like, John Goodman, it's the Soli show. Let's give him all of the the big Oscar speeches because he's a great actor and Mike Wazowski just needs to be funny because Billy Crystal's funny.
0: I mean, they have the same amount of Oscar nominations combined. Zero. Zero. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, but which one do we take as more of a serious actor?
0: Oh, John Goodman. Yeah. yeah. No, I like Billy. He's great. I mean, Mike doesn't, Sully doesn't work without Mike. So, like, that's a true story.
1: Yeah, that's why in Monsters Inc. 4, they're going to be a political rival.
0: I wouldn't have nothing. And then it's going to show you. that they can't,
1: that they're both wrong in their own ways and they need each other to make it right. So they become a dual mayorship over. Monsters, Inc. Topia. And
0: then everybody else votes for somebody else because that's too much drama. <laughs> I,
1: I made a beautiful Pixar film that you just ruined.
0: <laughs> well, you know, real life. <laughs> you did make a beautiful Pixar film. the point of tears. No. Yeah. Alright, uh, my number one is Robin Williams. Um, I... Going through and looking at all of his performances, I realized that Robert Williams would be, like, a fun person to, like, do, like, a, like, a rewatch of a lot of his movies. Do it then. I think he'd be a really interesting, like, person to cover in, in many ways. But um, I had a lot of choices. I was thinking through, like, Good Morning Vietnam, through Dead Poets Society, through The Fisher King, through Good Will Hunting. But I narrowed it down to two. Um,
1: I'm going to tell you which one you should talk about.
0: I'm gonna tell you which one I should talk about too, and I think it's the same one. Which one do you think I should talk about? Aladdin. Oh. Why? I
1: don't no. You don't want to talk about Goodwill Hunting?
0: No, I'm not talking about Goodwill Hunting. Which one are you talking about? I was gonna talk about the Birdcage. Oh okay. I mean, I could talk about Aladdin. No, that's fine. About the, I just figured I the, the Birdcage. Ta- haven't I talked about? I was gonna talk about both, frankly. Can like talk about the Birdcage. Let's be real. Um. So I had it narrowed down to two. And Aladdin's I was... Aladdin's the right answer. It was between Aladdin and The Birdcage. Um, and... Man, I had a thing! And then you're just, like, freaking over here, I was like, there's the right answer! And I was like, great, fine, whatever. Um, like... Okay, no, no, Josh,
1: go on your thing. No,
0: it's fine, because not my sentences were like...
1: Why? why The um, Birdcage?
0: So, I had it down to those two. And the reason what I was thinking of is I didn't pick a more dramatic performance because... Um, I... Th- Felt like his comedy is who he is and where he was really, really trying to to connect to people with. And so with um Aladdin, the reason why that I wasn't just gonna just out and pick Aladdin is because I think everybody knows about Aladdin. I do think you are correct, it's the right answer. I think that like this is the performance that he will iconically be known for forever and a day. Um it is represents who he was as a stand-up, it represents who he was as a, as a public persona, like it's what we think of when we think of robin williams the reason i was going to go with the birdcage is because it's a lesser known film it's a lesser known performance and i think that whereas in his role in the birdcage as compared to the genie he's actually given time to have a character outside of like quippy quips and i love the genie it's the best version of quippy quips that there ever is and will be but there's not a lot of emotional depth to it there's a couple of scenes where he connects with aladdin and he wants to be free and we like those scenes a lot in the Birdcage, he has to balance. He's essentially the the balance between crazy over the top Nathan Lane, and dry deadpan Gene Hackman, and he has to be on both ends of this spectrum. And it's really this amazing performance where you get to see him kind of doing his best dramatic and comedic things all in one in one film. And it it, it I also think that like the Birdcage is just a very underrated, underseen film that is funny, and I just want to highlight his performance in there, because it represents him all around. You are correct, and my sentence was going to be <laughs> Aladdin is the right choice for Robin Williams. I think that is his most iconic and best performance. But I just want to talk about The Birdcage, because I don't think a lot of people do. You
1: know. Dan Futterman. <laughs> what? Dan is that, Futterman.
0: Is that his character name?
1: No, that's Val.
0: Oh, Val. Fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ruins it all. <laughs> um, When I think of the birdcage, I know that he is in it. I know that Robin <laughs>
0: Williams is in it. Yeah.
1: But when I think of the birdcage, I think about Nathan Lane's character. And that's why I was like, why are you going at the birdcage? Right. Though, like, Robin Williams... Main character, probably? Yes,
0: Robin Williams is the main character of that movie. movie. And, like I said, he has to. This- straddle that fence a lot, and I think he's what keeps it going. Uh,
1: Nathan Lane's emotional connection with Val is one of the things that I always think about throughout that, because like, um, Robin Williams' character is allowed to be seen, and allowed to be the forefront father of Val, and so that's why I always think about Nathan Lane, and how like, that emotional journey and thing, and I'm always like, hey, Robin Williams there, but Nathan
0: no it's that's good Timon <laughs> Timon not Jeannie Timon so um. Timon and genie are in this film <laughs> um is it Christine Baranski is it's his Diane mom is it oh
1: Di- wait his mom
0: is yeah so r- Robin Williams is yes
1: Christine Baranski
0: yes and then Diane Weast is, is Jeannie the lady Hakeman. man and then nope. Zaria is also in this movie uh
1: huh he doesn't wear shoes
0: <laughs> slipping and sliding everywhere Man, I love this movie. Did I ever get it on DVD? I need this on DVD, I think. I have it on VHS. I also have it on VHS. Wow. I don't see it over there. This is something that I need to get quickly. Do you
1: have it in the wrong place?
0: No, it would be in comedy.
1: Name different movies that have months in their title. August Rush.
0: Um. Oh, shoot. May. Um. January. January. <laughs> I got none, apparently.
1: Cold in July is one I had.
0: June bug. June bug's a good one. Um. Oh. October Sky! There's one! Yeah, the thing that's not August Rush. <laughs> um, what else? Alright, friends, Well, if you want to join this conversation... Wait, the other one. What other one?
1: Did you want to hear what
0: it was? Oh, yeah. Give names of different movie studios. <laughs> Disney. Fox. Universal. Ah, uh, Fox is now Disney! Universal. Paramount. Uh, Sony. Columbia, RKO, um, Marvel, A42? uh, A24, Annapurna.
1: I can't even do that. Bleecker Street?
0: Bleecker Street, mm -hmm, (laughs) yep. Studio (laughs) Canal. DreamWorks? BBC? Blue Sky? Uh, Yeah, look at you. I mean, listen, that's a subsidiary of Fox, and you already told me that (laughs) Fox (laughs) is. (laughs) Pixar?
1: It's
0: Disney. (laughs) Lucasfilm? That's also Disney. Well, then so was Blue Sky.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't argue. I
0: didn't try to take it back. Fox Searchlight? Disney.
1: I any other months. Bloom House? Blumhouse?
0: Blumhouse. Blumhouse. It's not Bloom. I thought it was. I'm Blum. Sorry. Jason Blum?
1: <laughs> Jason Blumhouse. <laughs>
0: Alright friends, if you were this conversation, and why wouldn't you? You can do so at friend of a Podcast at squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes if it's a five-star review or any star review. As well as hit that subscribe button. Yeah. You can also find us on um, uh, Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TWT DWT_... underscore TW. CWT underscore podcast. Yeah, born on the fourth of July. Ah, oh, there you go. YouTube's ducks watch together.
1: Tumblr's ducks watch together. Letterboxd. There and Kylie Gallagher. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. I'm Kylie. Quack 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 quack. quack. quack, quack, quack. The Ides of March.